Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Here we go. I'm so excited. Have you been reading a lot lately? So much. I kind of feel like there's been a huge pickup. Me too. In my reading. And I can't decide if it's... I have more interesting reads with that, which then motivates me to read more, or I was just in a funk and so I wasn't reading. I don't know. I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg, but I'm excited it's here because I've had some good ones. I can't wait to talk about one, especially today. Yes, that's how I feel. I feel like I've been in like a lull. Like yeah. books are just boring. Yeah. I've, I haven't been excited about it. Yeah. But something clicked recently. And I like found my groove, you know, I feel the exact same way. And I'm like, Oh yeah, let's talk books. Yeah. And I've had like some fun ones become available for my holds list that I've been like kind of excited about. So I'm like, oh, it's that feeling again. It wasn't like, Oh, another book. That's how I was for a minute. I was the same. And you know, I never, I mean, when they upped during the pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic, when they upped your hold list to 10, remember it used to only be oh, five. That was crazy. And now we can have 10. And I <laughs> always had 10 on hold. Yes. I got to a point where I only had five on hold. There just wasn't anything just, you wanted. Yeah, and the things I wanted weren't at the library. There's been a lot of that There's been lately. a lot of that lately. So anyway, now it's back up to 10 and then all of them became available at once. And I had to actually be like, <laughs> wait seven more days. Let me get through yeah. some of these because I have a lot to get through right now. But yes. So before we talk about those. Okay. Our author for our book club for May is Boo Walker. Love the name. Love the name. I know nothing about Boo Walker. I haven't read any of his other books, but um, I'm going to give you a little bio um, from his website, which okay. his website has some re- pretty cool pictures. He's quite creative in his um, picture ideas. Okay. And some cool black and white pictures. Okay. Anyway, so he is a best-selling author, initially tapped his creative muse as a songwriter and banjoist in Nashville before working his way west to Washington State. A banjoist. Interesting. Very cool. Um, I actually looked at that word and was like, what is a banjoist? I don't think I've ever read that word. Like, I don't think I would have expressed it that way. That, yeah. But maybe that's, I mean, well, that's I the it. best yeah. way or the appropriate way. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the O-I-S-T and banjoist, when we look at that suffix, I, at first I'm like, banjoist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. There's my decoding skills right well, there. And think of piano. You don't say pianoist. Pianoist. You're and maybe pianist. I'm saying it wrong. Maybe it's banjo. No, it has to be banjoist and be. Banjist? Banjist. That's not wrong. That's not right. A banjoist. Anyway. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Um, before, so that's what he did in Nashville before working his way west to Washington State, where he bought a gentleman's farm. What's a gentleman's farm? That's exactly what I said. Is this different than just a farm? I don't know. A gentleman's know. farm. Is it like an old time I don't. Farm. I want a little more yeah. expansion on that. Yeah. Um, on the Yakima River. It was there amongst the grapevines and wine barrels that he fell in love with telling stories that now resonate with book clubs around the world. Rich with colorful characters and boundless soul, his novels will leave you with an open heart and a lifted spirit. Always a wanderer, Boo currently lives in Cape Elizabeth, Maine with his wife and son. He also writes thrillers under the pen name Benjamin Blackmore. Stop it. I want a pen name. <laughs> I get to just pick myself a new name and ben write 
Benjamin what? Benjamin Blackmore. So do you think Boo Walker, he made up that name too? Is also? Also a pen name? Are these his, is there a real name in there? He's living different personas. Have you read any of Benjamin Blackmore? No, but there's a lot. Like there's quite a few. Let me see. There's like six. Now it's interesting because some say, some of them say Benjamin Blackmore and some of them say Boo Walker. Hmm. On the cover. So it's, or like Turn or Burn is one of these novels and it, it names both of them. Okay. But it's yeah. the same one person. He's confusing people. It is very confusing. I feel like if you're going to use that, use it. <laughs> right. If you're not, don't. Don't, don't mesh the two. Yeah. That's really interesting. But what do I know? I think it's He's confusing. living his life, doing his thing, and it's working for him. I can him. kind of understand if it's like a totally different genre. Right. And you're just like, hey, here's these because, books. Because, like, for example, with Rainbow Rowell. Yes. If she had done her other books under a different pen name, I maybe wouldn't have been disappointed. Because I would have never picked them up under... I only picked them up because, because it was under her name. Yes. But it was not a genre for me. Like No, it was not her... Not, what she's... What I know, what I her. fell in love with her for, yes, so exactly, I can see why you would do it in a way. And not then, that I think you have to; it's fine to yes. not rainbow. We still love you, right? I just that was, but however, my son has found that he was reading one the other day, and I'm like, oh, you know Rainbow Rowell, and he's like, you know Rainbow Rowell, totally, because they're yes. such different books, totally different. Anyway, yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, okay, books, Sarah. I'm so excited to talk about books today. Me too. Can I start? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess. I can't wait. I finished this yes. book on the way over here. And I was like, yes, I get to talk about it today because <laughs> it's so fresh. I was like, this morning I had an hour and a half left and I was like, oh, I probably won't finish it in time. But you did. I got it done while I was puttering around doing stuff and finishing up work. So These Precious Days by Ann Patchett. These Precious Days. Why? That sounds so familiar. Because you'll recognize the cover. It's a collection oh. of essays by Ann Patchett. Now, Ann Patchett wrote The Dutch House. Yes. And Patron Saint of Liars. We've talked about Ann Patchett a lot. Yes. I now went from really liking her books to an absolute love of Ann Patchett. Really? I love her. I love this book so much. We love interviewing authors and we love asking all the questions about yes. how did you decide on the cover? What made you want to write? What's your writing process like? What? Where did you get the characters' names? All those things are the things we love. The things that I love to do are fun facts about. This is her book that covers all of that about her. It oh. is so fantastic. So I, the idea of it being essays, I was like, eh, I don't really like essays. Yeah. But no, it's a memoir and each chapter is just a little bit different, a different topic of her life, but it chronicles a good section of her life. Okay. And it is so beautifully written, Aww. so interesting, so endearing, so lovely. Oh my gosh. I love her. I love her insights, how she words thoughts. I've never, like, I'm listening to it going, that's exactly what I tried to put into words for years. And she just so easily seems to do it. That sounds She's amazing. an amazing 
author, amazing writer. Her whole life has been, she's known her whole life. That's what she's wanted to be as a writer. And that's what she's going to do. There was just no other question in her mind that that's not what she was on this earth to do. It was to write. And she's written. beautiful. And so, you know, before when I've read books that are memoirs that like uh, Mindy Kaling, and she talks about how she got the job on The Office and doing this episode of The Office and all this. And then I had to go back and watch all the episodes of The Office. Yes. Because it just was so intriguing. She does this, but with her books. So The Dutch House, how she came into getting Tom Hanks to do the audio book of it and how she came up with the ideas for this book or that book and just all of those things in a book. It was amazing. That it is, is amazing. so good. Anne Patchett, you'll want to read all of her books after reading it because she talks about all of them and how she picked the covers for them and the processes and just all of it. Love it so much. That is cool. These Precious Days. Anne Patchett. What did you give it? Five stars. I was going to say, hands down. Five stars, These Precious Days by Anne Patchett. If you've never read an Anne Patchett book. Also, I found out that Patron Saint of Liars, Patron Saints of Liars, was her very first book she published. Oh, she had done a lot of writing for um, magazines and she wrote um, for with new, she had a lot of different jobs in writing, but her actual first novel, which I was surprised because I loved that book. And she and to have it be your first, a very good success for her first book. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. It was fantastic. So, and patch it. Get one of her Good books. start. Woo. And then I can't say whether I think you should read this first if you've never read one of her books or if you should read some of her books and then read this. I I don't know. I think you would. I, I don't know. But she's just. <laughs> she's a, but whatever you do, get one and start. Yeah. I love her. It Very was so good. Cool. Very cool. Author love. Very For much real. so. I couldn't. Thank you for letting me go first. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. It was She's a great so first book. Yeah. You will love, I just can't stop. You will love her story about covers. You will just love it when she talks about the covers of the books. That is You'll hilarious, actually. Yeah. I just love it. Who knew? I it would it. be so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it I'm makes interested. me love every little thing about what goes into writing a book. And like pr- production yes. of a book. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So. Okay. The first book I'm going to talk about today is Moment in Time by Suzanne Redfern. I love Suzanne Redfern. I don't think I know of her. She wrote In an Instant, and I read that last year. I remember that when you read that. Uh, Or maybe I read it in 2020. But it was my first of hers that I read, Where and I I gave that one five stars. I loved it so much, and I gave it to my nieces for Christmas. Anyway. Yeah. So when And she wrote Hadley and Grace, which I also read and really loved. But she's had other ones I haven't read. But Moment in Time is her newest release. Okay. Um, this is the story of, it's actually like, uh, okay, eight years later, here are the people from In an Instant. So same okay. characters. You wouldn't need to have read, read it. it. Okay. You you could jump right in. Um, it was fun for me to have to know these characters a little bit. I had to like re- remind myself about them cause it has been a number of years, mm-hmm. but, um, really loved it. Like it's great. It's where they are now, where their lives are now. And, and their lives get turned upside down when, um, they've got, it's, it's three friends. One 
is struggling and she's a vet. She's trying to start up a mobile vet business, but she has no money. One is quite successful news person. She's trying to start her own news um, platform. Okay. And she's making a lot of headway there. And another one is like a scientist and she's very shy. And the, the scientist finds herself in some trouble with um, a man and then goes missing. And it's the story from then on is them trying to understand what happened to her with this man and trying to find her and help her all at the same time. And the police also having their own um, investigation into this, these things and who, and the story that they're creating with the evidence they're finding. And it's, it's a heartwarming story because it's these friends that are doing things for each other and uh-huh. the things we do for the people we love. Right. Um, it's also like, you're trying to figure out what actually happened. What's going on. Yeah. There. So there's, yeah. there's some suspense happening there and some, Bit of a mystery trying to figure it out for yourself. Like who did what, where, when, what? Yeah. A little bit of that. Super fun. Really cute. I love her. She's just, it's a really fun story. And you can't help but be connected to these characters just like I was in an, in an instant. So I gave it four stars. It's a moment awesome. in time. Yeah. A moment in time by Suzanne Redford. I need to get one of hers on my list because I haven't read any. So I really like her. I've just Sweet. been, yeah, every, I haven't been let down yet. Good. I will say that. Sounds good. Okay, the next one I'm going to talk about is Scarlet. This is the Lunar Chronicles number two. So I talked about in our question and answer episode, um, Cinder, or the Lunar Chronicles, Cinder is the first book in it, that this would be a really good book made into a movie. Yes. Like, I can't believe they haven't made a movie based off of these books. I just think it would be great. So it's like cyborgs, but with... um, the princesses like Cinderella, yes. Scarlet is a twist on the classic Little terror, Red fairy Riding tales. Hood. Yeah, the fairy tales. And um and I really liked Cinder, but I had never read the others and I had said maybe I should read them. So I hopped on and read Scarlet. Now I did not like Scarlet as much as Cinder. And so I was a little disappointed. I gave it three stars. So this is Marissa Mayer. Mm-hmm. And um, Scarlet is book number two. And it, so it's kind of main focus is Little Red Riding Hood. And um, and it crosses paths with book number one. So she does cross paths with Cinder. It's all the same storyline, mm-hmm. but we're adding in a new fairy tale dynamic, which I love that part of, view, of her. Right? And point like of view, yeah. Now someone else's This is coming view. from mm-hmm. Scarlet, but the same thing is going on in the um, the storyline as it was in Cinder. You're just... It's continuing on. I felt like this one was a little bit more juvenile than Cinder. So I felt like I'm reading a, (laughs) like six, I don't know. It just felt a little more simplistic and Mm -hmm. adolescent. Um, But I've heard good things about the next to come. And so I'm actually going to continue on. This one was um, out of the two. This was not my favorite. I gave it three stars. Okay. Um, I, I find a lot of it interesting. It just, it, the the main character and some things in it just was like, eh, eh I'm not really into no. this. It's been a while since I've read this series, but I don't remember Scarlet being my favorite. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good to hear because I'm hoping it picks back up. It was okay. Yeah. So okay. three stars, Scarlet by Marissa Mayer. Awesome. 
Um, the next book I'm going to talk about today is Green Witch Park by Katherine Faulkner. Ooh. This is has the prettiest cover ever, I think. Very green. It's Lots like of the greenery. outside of a house with ivy, ivy, and it's so pretty with a very ominous-looking woman standing in the door. Mm. Um, this is the story. It is, it is a suspense okay. novel. Um, it's a story of Helen who seems to have the perfect life. She's pregnant. She, her husband is a prominent architect. Um, she is very close with her brother and her brother's wife. And they are also having a baby that will, should be arriving very similar to the same time as theirs, which is perfect and wonderful. Yeah. And she goes to a like prenatal class. Like where you're going to prepare to mm-hmm. have a baby. And she was supposed to take this class with her brother and sister-in-law and her husband. But everyone kind of bails on her at the last minute. So she's at this class alone. And she's feeling very uncomfortable. Um, and in walks in kind of a woman who just is kind of off her rocker. She just seems like a little bit out of control. She does not have her stuff together. She's It's been raining and she's flicking things everywhere and just causing a scene. Mm-hmm. Helen wants nothing to do with her, but of course ends up being stuck with her because she doesn't have a partner and neither does this woman, Larita. Well, she is not going to go away. So this friend, new friend of Helen's, they be, she just claims her as a friend and seems to be everywhere she goes when she's out and about. She keeps running into her. They end up exchanging numbers because Helen's lonely and her, everyone she knows is busy. And so they end up spending more and more time together. And as everyone starts hearing about this friend, they're happy that she has a friend. But then they start to wonder because she's saying weird things about her and it's just different. So this one night, this friend shows up on her doorstep, clearly hurt. Mm-hmm. She's got black eyes. Looks like she's been strangled and she needs a place to yeah. stay. Yeah. And they can't turn her, like Helen feels very strongly that she can't turn her away. We have to help her. And so they allow her to stay there. And it's very interesting. There's a lot of things happening. I don't, I don't want to spoil anything because every little detail, you know, seems, yes. And I don't want to spoil the fun. It is, it's, um, it's, it's very, there's a lot going on. I do Mm -hmm. not know how it's described. There's so many things happening. You know, there's this brother and that brother and their intimate other or their significant others and things happening with them. And, and her spouse is having things happening. With it. There's just so much going on. It can, it got a little confusing at times. The Helen, the main character is very naive and gullible, like incredibly gullible, mm-hmm. like to the point where you're just like this, you know, that this, she's saying, this is strange. Like this doesn't feel right. And yet still, does things right? right and it doesn't like trust her instincts of and things that are right in front of her you're just like come on so that being said there were moments that i was like eh, like get it together girlfriend right and then but at the same time like it was it had quite a good little twist i liked how she wrapped it up at the end like okay. you kind of start i i personally started to suspect what was happening there a little bit. There was like some extra twists in there that you were like, wait, what? Um, but then, but the way that she like all wraps it up and stuff, I did like that part. That part I it. gave it three stars. If you, especially if you like suspenseful novels, I can see why this is getting so much talk. Yeah. I think it's her first 
novel, which Ooh. is the first one that they list on I was loving Goodreads. the author. So, like, really amazing. She's got, like, over 18,000 wow. um, reviews here on Goodreads, which is a lot for a first book. Yeah. So, really, yeah. and you can see why. Like, it was, it was a well-thought-out. Lots of details, it sounds like. storyline. Yeah. But there were just a few parts. But first novel. Like, I gave yeah. it three stars. Fantastic. So it was fun. Yeah, it's called Greenwich Park by Catherine Faulkner. Awesome. Okay, my next one is A Simple Favor by Darcy Bell. I don't think I've read anything else by Darcy Bell. This is a first. It looks like she's got um, a couple other books out there. But um, this story... Uh, I gave it three stars. I would say this is a three star that's above Scarlet, however. Okay. <laughs> so it's a little bit higher three stars. Not quite enough to make it four stars, but um, it is a, the story of two moms um, are our main characters. And they both have um, little boys who are in the same kindergarten class. Okay. And those little boys have become best friends. So it was very relatable to me of who you become friends with based off of who your kids' friends are. Yes. So these yes. two moms meet at pickup, which is so, this is how it works. This yes, is who I'm friends with. I tell you Because right there. of my kids. And mm-hmm. so, and some of my dearest friends are like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're, they're little boys that pick up one day. They just start talking and they become really close friends really fast. So kind of similar to what your last book was. Okay. Um, one of the moms is a single mom. Her husband passed away um, years prior and in an awful accident. And so she's a single mom and she is a blogger. She blogs about momhood okay, and how we rely on other women to get things done and you know, how we feed our children, nutrition and doing the best for them education wise and doing all things mom is her blog. And she's got quite a good following and um, comments going and she starts blogging about so part of this book is her blog entries, and then it will go to just her thoughts and the thoughts, you know, the different points of view of the story, but then she has these blog entries. And like you read her blog entries. Yes. Oh, okay. And, um, her and her, this friend of hers start relying on each other quite a bit. Like, can you pick the kids up? Can they stay at your house? And they just, you know, it's nice. The friend's husband is in the picture, but he travels a lot for work. And so the the boys are back and forth uh, and are very comfortable at each other's homes, and they're very comfortable relying on each other and helping each other. Well, a simple favor: the mom asks this blogger mom if she can pick um, her son up and have the boys play at her house. Um, she has something she's got to get done for work, but she'll be by later in the evening after dinner to pick him up. Well, she never shows up to pick her son up. And they've had times where they ask, can they just sleep over? Or I'm going out of town. Can you keep them? And then take them to school the next day. That wasn't unheard of. But so this mom blogger is really trying to like, she's never not come and picked her son up before. Did I understand correctly? Did she say, keep him tonight and take him to school tomorrow? No, I'm sure, you know, that she said she'd be by after dinner to pick him up, but she really starts questioning herself as it gets longer and longer and nobody's picking him up. And, um, 
just what ensues after, like what happened to this mom and why is she not here? And it continues on for a day or so. And what does she do now? Like she's, she knows the husband, but not really, you know, she finally decides she needs to call him and he's out of the country. And he's just like, oh yeah, she's gone for a couple days and then she'll be back and I'm back this day. And then she feels embarrassed that maybe she didn't understand or know what was asked of her. And Anyway, it turns into she starts blocking about it, like, my best friend is missing, and nobody knows where she is, and all this stuff, and you have to try to kind of figure out what happened um, to this friend of hers when she just asked a simple favor of keeping her son for the evening. So, it's interesting. Was it good? good. Yeah, it was good. I gave it three stars. Um, I, I I like it, and it's got, you know, some... Realistic, some unrealistic things in it. Sure. Um, but it, it was a good, it kept my interest. Right. Yeah, it was an, yeah, simple read, easy. Um, kept me thinking the whole time. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. So three stars, a simple favor by Darcy Bell. Okay. Very cool. Okay. My next book is French Braid by Ann Tyler. Ooh, I have this on my list. I've, have you seen I've it? seen this on I've seen some reviews about this and it's been on some other lists that I've been following. It's a newer so, release. Yeah. Came out in March okay. of this year. Just barely. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's a newer book. Um it it's about a family and you kind of follow this family from the 1950s to present day. Okay. So um you're kind of watching this family as it's it's kind of the grandparents when they're just young parents mm-hmm. and you kind of see the dynamic of their family on a family vacation and then you know years pass and this is what it's like for them and as adult like young adults um young single adults like in the world in their 20s you know parenting that generate you know that stage i should mm-hmm. say and they have three children and they're very different. All three children are have very different personalities. And then and what it's like to be empty nesters. So you've been investing your whole okay. life into your children. Yes. And then they're gone. And what does that how does that leave you? What do you want to do with your life at that point? What is your marriage like? And then from the children's point of view, like you're on your own. What are you gonna make of your life? And you kind of watch that for a few years and then jump ahead to when their children are, when their children have children and you have them over, you know, it's like mm-hmm. all the family dynamics How of that stage. Yeah. Yeah. Of that stage. And then you jump ahead to now grandma and grandpa, the, you know, patriarch and matriarch mm-hmm. of this family have passed. And where's the family now in this stage when they, when the children now have grandchildren. Okay. Wow. And that stage and the dynamics of it. It's um it's it's interesting the way that they tell the story, that she tells the story. It's like you get these like um windows into moments. Yeah. Right? So it's like the family vacation when they're children, you know? And then the day that they drop their youngest off at college. Okay, and so the just these little following that, right? And then all of a sudden through. we've jumped ahead in time and and this daughter is claiming that she's pregnant and but she's married and she's pregnant with someone else's child, right? So there's just like 
wait, 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 wait. It's jumping. Yes. And we got to deal with this. Like there's right. this situation that's happening in our family and how did everyone deal with that? And anyway, it's, um, it was really well done. I did really like it. There were parts that made me really sad. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like a real life novel, right? right. Like the things that happen I to would families. Think, yeah. I would think this was someone that was real, that you're just kind of getting a glimpse into what their lives were like. And, um, and there were parts that made me sad specifically. I don't, I mean, this isn't spoiling anything, but like when they, this isn't really a spoiler type book, but when they drop their youngest off at school, the mother is a painter and she's just mm-hmm. always been an artist, but never success. Like she's never made money doing it. It's just right. something that she enjoys like, kind a of hobby. as a hobby. Cause she's a mother first. Right? right. And she, but in her youngest son's like high school year, she's tried, she was, decided she wanted to do it more, spend more time doing that and rented a studio in mm-hmm. a neighbor's above a neighbor's garage. Okay. Sounds dreamy. Yeah, it really does. And it's just a rundown little studio room. Um, and she, but after they drop their youngest off to school, she like starts moving over there. Like she starts slowly, but surely every day moving into the studio things over to the studio. And, like doesn't want like never asks for a divorce but mm. just doesn't want to live at home anymore anyway it with her husband anymore and it's at first it's the way that she does it it just it was super sad so that's wow. just like this one yeah. one part of this move or of this book that i just like the way that she described it was very very real like you could see what she was doing and just i don't know why she did it there was never like you're just watching yeah it's not like you're sitting here getting internal thoughts of people. Just seeing what's... And it is like... I was like heartbroken. I was heartbroken for this poor man who just missed his wife. Now and his son last child's yeah. off and now his wife's leaving. It's and- very. It's a very interesting family, this family yeah. that you watch and their dynamics. And it, it's, it's not necessarily like the American dream. That you would imagine, right? Everyone just grows right. up and we stay close and it's it's got its splinters. Right. Which is real life. It, it absolutely really is. is. And yet they stay connected right. in the ways that they can. Anyway, it was very interesting. I gave it four stars. It was definitely a good book. Mm-hmm. It just was like sad. I was yeah. kind of sad. And there were parts that weren't sad. There were parts that were like, okay, you figured it out. But they're that specific. I don't know why that cut me so deep, but I was just like, oh, you made it so far. And now you're just right. kind of like, Drrr. it felt so just, undefined. Yeah. And maybe that is real, real like not life. not having a real reason, just being like, done. I just want to be alone now. Just, just some space. Yeah, yeah. She's probably really mourning. I mean, there's yes. so much that could there play is. into this. No, and I Absolutely. think that there is. It's just interesting the way we don't talk about things. Right. Like, I'm just not, I'm just going to ease people. I'm just going to slowly do this and people will just get used to it. Right. And that is kind of what happened. Nobody Mm -hmm. talks about it and everybody kind of knows, but nobody says anything. And if we don't say anything, it hasn't really happened. So we're not going to talk about it because that defines it. Interesting. Hmm. And I don't know what's better. I don't yeah. know. No. But that did make me very, I had lots of feelings. And that's, I feel like a very, a great, a big sign of a good book, right? right. It's a, it is yes. a sign of a well-written book when you, it elicits feelings from you. Yes. Which it did. Yeah. Anyway, so, so French Braid, French Braid is the name of the book. Um, it is by Ann Tyler and I gave it four stars. Ooh, nice. 
All right. My last one for today is called All My Rage by Sabah Tahir. Again. Okay. I pronounce that with my small knowledge yeah. of that name. I'm hoping no it knowledge. Was, I really want to read this one. It was it was really good. I've heard good things. Yeah. So this came out just in March, so it's a new it's new. Um and it was really really good. I have it on my list. I really want to read it. Worth it? Very worth it. I really really liked it. So this is a family that came to California. They had some some things in Pakistan, which is where they're originally from, they that happened there and they needed to get away from. And so they're newly married, this couple, newly married, come to California for, and they're, it's Juniper, California. They come here to live the dream, to okay. the American dream. They come and they open a motel. And they have all these cute little dreams. Like they are... They are smart. They're intellectual. They love to read and they compare books they've read and um, have a very artistically artistic dreams. Anyway, they just have all these great dreams that they're coming to California to make all these dreams come true. And they have a child. Um, they have a son and they are working their tails off like every immigrant story. They are working so hard to make these dreams come true. And they're doing everything in this motel. They, you know, to make it successful and they, they work and they do it all on their own. Um, and then fast forward, their son is in high school and mom is very sick. She has, she's in kidney failure. She has kidney disease and she, they don't have a lot of money. Um, they don't have insurance because they're self-employed. And so she decides to skip a lot of these dialysis treatments that she's supposed to be on to save money. And she's going to cure it with herbs and um, the land. Mm. She reads up all these things and she thinks she can do it cheaper and um, successfully with this and she can't take the time off. What would her husband do? They've had a lot of heartache in this struggle of getting this motel up in this um, American dream and things have happened. And the son, the husband has turned to alcoholism mm. and they never drank before. It's in their religion that they don't drink. Um, but he, he drank one time when he was really sad. I think it was um, somebody, his mom died or his dad died, something like that. And so, but it was just one night of drunkenness and then never again. But then this, um, this hardship of life has turned him back to the bottle. And now he is an alcoholic and cannot stay sober. And he is masking a lot of feelings by staying inebriated. So it's up to mom to keep this place going. She can't count on him. And she really needs, she wants her son to go to college and she wants him to have that dream they wanted for themselves to be able to pass that on to the next generation. And so she does not spend money on these treatments or the time because then the motel would suffer. And so the son is really left at this point in high school, very worried about his mom's health and being able to 
take care of her and get her to her appointments when dad is doing nothing. So there's a lot of anger towards dad. And it just really shows this hardship. He's got this, um, this one really good friend that they've grown up together, uh, this girl, Nor, and um, they've kind of had a, a separating of, of their friendship over the last year, but Nor has been babysat by his mom throughout their lives. And so she's really close to the mom too. And so it kind of shows what's going on there and what, um, what they turn to, to help (laughs) the things you'll do to help your family. Yeah. The things you do to help your mom's dream of this motel stay like to make it successful. The things you turn to and the things we do to mask our feelings Mm. and not always beautiful things and learning from that. It was really good. Another hard immigrant story, which they are. And um, it it really opened my eyes to our prejudices in America at other families and what they go through and how hard they're working, regardless of their situation, the love you have for your children. Right. Even when you've turned to alcoholism, even when you've turned to other things to provide and and judgments come with those things, the root of it is the love somewhere in that love of your family hurt has come in and you do other things. And anyway, I Interesting. just beautiful, beautiful family, beautiful story. Again, all my rage by Sabah to here. And you gave I it. I gave it four stars. Awesome. Really liked it. Awesome. All right. The last one I'm going to talk about today is The Forgotten Secret by Kathleen McGurl. Ooh. McGurl. 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 Yeah, McGurl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I look She's at that cover, and for some reason it reminds me of a Nancy Drew cover. Ooh. Don't you think, like, I'm looking at Sarah's phone from a little far off, but for yeah. some reason, there's just a Nancy Drew vibe to it. Maybe it's the coloring, but oh, now that you've made it bigger, no, not at all. But it's, yeah, there's like a woman going into what looks like an older stone house covered by ivy. Like a cottage. Yeah, yeah. like a cottage with like a wooden door. Hmm. The forgotten um, secret. Okay. Okay. Tell us. This, she's written lots of books. I haven't read any of them. Um, except for this one. This was my first. So, and I really liked it. I gave it four stars. It's called The Forgotten Secret. Okay. And a little bit of info about this book. This is, it's one of those that has a story happening in the past, um, back and forth with the current, like, story that's okay. happening right now. Mm-hmm. And they are, at the end, you can see how they intertwine, but but not a lot. So they are, are they, they the feel same very people in the past and current? No. No. So we've got no. different people in the past and different people currently, and then they come yes. to, it intertwine. So the, fir- the the past story is happening like in 1920. Okay. And the current story, it would be now. And it's in Ireland. Okay. And the past story, the characters are involved in the fight for their independence. Now, I didn't know a lot about that part of history, which Mm -hmm. I actually really love reading historical fictions that are things I didn't know about, Yeah, which this totally falls in that category. And I learned quite a bit about the, the citizens of Ireland wanting to be 
ruled by themselves, self-governed. Mm-hmm. They wanted independence from England. Anyway, they just wanted their independence. Now, not every citizen felt that way. Um, some were happy to have the English rule and be associated. They felt okay. like it gave them more power and pomp in the world. To be associated with England. Yes. Okay. But they were a smaller group. Most wanted to be free. To be their own country and to really yes. have their independence. Okay. And so there was a large war and it was, I mean, I'm calling it a war, but it. I don't know what you would call it when it was kind of a rogue, self-created mm-hmm army groups of people that were not yeah. organized kind of militia based like yes. everyone just putting together these yes trying to, to fight get the english out and now this was right after i think the first world war and uh-huh. england was beat okay like they were tired their troops were tired and so what they did was they gave their prisoners of in their jails an opportunity to get out of jail if they wanted to go and be the the army in Ireland. Oh my gosh. So the I, they weren't great like they weren't upstanding people that were soldiers fighting for England. They were doing bad things. Right. They were mad they shoot you or they would steal yeah. your food or whatever they wanted. They'd take your booze like whatever. It was very very they were very hard on the people of Ireland mm-hmm. and they it was it was a hard time. So you get that story happening. And it's from the point of view of some village people. Mm -hmm. And then there's the current story where there's a 50-year-old woman and her children are out of the house. And she has just been um, given by an uncle an old cottage that's been in the family for a lot of years. And she's just kind of the only person left to hand it to. Okay. And so she comes into this. Well, her husband is very controlling and he's like, great, we're going to sell this. And I already have an idea of what we're going to do with the money. And when her father died and left her, her car, he drives it, not her. You just see this pattern of control. Yeah. Every time she had something planned with friends, he would surprise her with like weekends away so that she couldn't go be with her friends. Mm. Like just slowly, but surely isolated her. If she, she finally got a job when her kids were in school and she was feeling like I need something to do. I want something more productive. So she got a job at the school. It was very part-time, a couple hours a day. Mm -hmm. And he got just violently ill and needed her to be home to take care of her and stayed ill until she quit her job. Oh, Anyway, very interesting, like over and over. So she's tired of it and decides, you know what? Actually, this is a good um, opportunity for me. This house is mine. It's very old and needs a lot of work, but I can go live there and live and finally be independent and live my own life. And so she does. She tells him, she makes all the arrangements before she tells him and she leaves and he can't mm-hmm. believe it. And he's very angry and mean. So you have this story of her trying to establish herself again. Mm-hmm. She's, um, and her own life with, in a way that she can make her own choices for herself. And there's a lot of things. He doesn't let it go easily, but it's her um, finding her path um, mm-hmm. on her own. And it's it's very empowering, actually. I just, it was, it was kind of a lot of tongue in cheek. Like her husband is very extreme. I'm sure that m- very few people are in that kind of a situation. Yeah. Um, but I almost felt like it, it, she needed it to be that bad to, it had to be like a big breakaway for her, this character. And you just are cheering for her the whole time. And it's great. And she's just so sweet and cute. Anyway, they are, their paths do cross in this old cottage. She finds some remnants from the past, which um, sends her to some research. And at the end, there is a fun little cherry on top. 
But Sweet. I really liked it. It, it was kind four of four stars. Ooh, four stars. <laughs> I nice. Really liked it. It kind of sounds like your typical setup of World War II historical fiction. Sure. But we're learning about something different. Something different than World War II, which yes. I like. Like I really know nothing about. No, Ireland and England and the, it was really sweet. Yeah, and there's I mean, things I know happening the basics, there, but, like yeah. there's nuns that are doing awful things to pregnant mothers. I mean, there's just oh, all these little things, things that you know that happened, yeah. right? But it's it's told really well. I I seriously, I know this sounds like just such an average story. Honestly, it it has the basics of an a story that you would yeah. find. A lot of places, but I I had to sit there and go. I can't give this five stars. Like I liked it that yeah. much, but you liked it that much. But you I really felt like did. It, okay, but I'm trying to be more slow, selective about to give out those five, five stars. stars. But I did really like this you book, really and I gave it, it four stars. I it was refreshing and it was well done. I I loved the independent woman in her yeah. fifth that's fifty. And she, you know, makes these hard, hard changes for herself. I loved the way she handled it. It was really pretty. I loved it. It was such a pretty story. Anyway. Awesome. I put it on my list. Yeah. I need more time to read. I know. This was a good one. This was really good. Like all the books. I'm sitting here looking at all of our books going like, yes. I feel like I've been like rejuvenated in reading. And now. I totally feel that way. I need more time. Agreed. It's it's about time for summer to set in so I can just <sighs> not be so distracted by other things so I can read more. <laughs> I know. Put up the hammock. Let's get yes. started. Oh, dreamy. I can't wait. Thank you so much for listening and following along. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at this is your book club podcast at gmail.com. Please do. Yeah. Rate, subscribe, share with your friends. We love all of our listener friends. You guys are the best. Absolutely. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you guys next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your, your book club. club.